Hey, y'all. So, I am back with another word tonight. Um, I have a dream to share with you all. And how am I going to do this? So, I'm going to share the dream first. And then an experience that I definitely want to share the dream first. <laughs> this dream was so funny, y'all. Like, oh my gosh, it was just hilarious. Um, let me flip to it. I'm going to say a quick prayer. And yeah, and we're going to jump into what the Lord was saying. So, Father God, I'm here again. <clears throat> I decrease right now so that you may increase. I pray that when your people look at me, they will see you and when they hear from me, that they will hear from you. Because we never want the focus to be on the messenger, but the message. We never want the focus to be on the man, but the Messiah. So that when all is said and done, only you, Jesus, will be glorified in our homes. I pray that this word reaches the souls that you need it to reach. And I thank you, Lord, that your word does not return to you void. I declare and decree that this word will fall on fertile soil. I pray and declare and decree that the hearts who this seed falls on will be like fertile soil. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay. Lord, I'm going to also add to that prayer that I speak nothing other than what your Holy Spirit utters to me in the mighty name of Jesus. This is a very crucial time. We are in your Kairos time. Your Kairos time has aligned with our time in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want to make sure that I am not missing anything. I plead the blood of Jesus over every word that you have spoken through me, that you are preparing through me, that you will release through me in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of the enemy that seeks to cause confusion, to distract, steal, kill, destroy, um, to discourage. I bind all of those spirits and all of those attacks in the mighty name of Jesus, the spirit of witchcraft in the mighty name of Jesus. I command them all to catch fire where they stand in the mighty name of Jesus. I 
cast them into the abyss where they shall not return. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I ask that you send an angel right behind that and that your Holy Spirit follows and permeates the room of every believer tuning in that catches this word. And I just ask that your presence just sit with us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let he who has ears hear what you are saying. I rebuke the spirit of fear and I release the power, love, and sound mind that you have ordained for us to have. For we are children of the kingdom of heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, amen. All right, so. The Lord gave me a dream a few days ago. Actually, it was on Friday. I was taking a nap. And... Y'all, this dream was hilarious. But um, let me just jump into it. So in this dream, I was in I was in my grandmother's house. I felt like it was my grandmother's house. And it was my grandmother, it was my younger brother, and it was my daughter uh, with me. I wanted to take a shower. So I uh, went to the bathroom, I prepared to take a shower. But I... When I stepped in, I seen two identical showers. Now, in each shower, there were two shower heads. You had the regular shower head that was in his regular spot. Then you had a, then you had a, the first shower had like a shower head that was like the, regular shower head that we all have is built in but instead of it being up high it was down low and it was on the opposite side of the shower so I just assumed that was to get the bottom areas feet to really like target those areas and then the second shower again had the regular shower head but the second shower head that it had was like the handheld one the one that you could pick up and just Tom, you know, really get in, you know, with the specific areas. So I noticed my brother had used, um, had had gotten a shower before me. And just in real life, like, I don't know if it's OCD, but I don't, I don't like showering, like after people, like right after people, because the bathroom's all wet and I don't know, it just makes me feel funny. So, <laughs> so, um, was where with it <laughs> so um yeah I didn't want to use the shower that he used which was the first shower but the second shower I didn't like the um I didn't like the handheld shower head in real life I don't like the handheld shower head <laughs> so I like the regular shower heads because I can just stand there and sit and just let the water run on me, you know. Um, so I was really like more keen to just get in the first shower. Um, because not only did it have the regular shower head that I like to run on the front side of my body, but the shower head that was toward the bottom and it was built in, you know, towards the bottom, 
it got my backside and I was like, oh yeah. It's like, I love taking showers because the steaming, the heat, like I feel warm and I feel comfortable and I just feel like I'm in a big old blanket. So with that, I was like, oh yeah, I want to try this one. <laughs> I want to try this one. Now the thing about it was these showers were huge. It was like, I was standing straight up in the showers, like the foot of the the floor of the shower was like here. So I had to like reach in and look. I had to reach in and look like I had to prepare to climb to get into these showers. So as I was looking and examining both to figure out which one I was going to get in, I noticed the second shower with the handheld shower head, it was the, the handheld shower head was on the floor and it was on, like my brother had left it on. And the only reason why I knew it was on again, I could barely see in there, but I could make out the details. Um, because the shower head was on and it was like pointing out the shower. So it was like literally the water was hit like hitting me in my face. So I reached in, turned it off, and then I climbed into the first shower that I wanted to get in anyway. Now, y'all, this is where the dream is a little weird, like a whole lot of weird. As soon as I got in the shower, I turned to like face outside the shower. And it was like, there was like, the bathroom... The bathroom was kind of like open so I could see the front of the house. And then in the front of the house was this big old window. And outside of this window, I could see the house was on like a hill. So we were sitting up pretty high so I could see like the driveway kind of slope down. Now, as I look out, I see this elephant, y'all charging towards the house. <laughs> I see this elephant charging towards the house and I knew in my mind that thing was coming towards me. It was trying it was coming to get me. I hopped out that shower, y'all. <laughs> that elephant tore through that front door and somehow I don't remember being getting outside the house, but I ended up on the roof of the house. This elephant climbed that roof y'all like <laughs> this elephant climbed that roof so the elephant is on the roof with me where the elephant landed it was like the lord was kind of giving me insight to what was going on inside the house so where the elephant landed on the roof it just happened to be right above the room where my brother was my little brother was um so as I was taking a shower, like he was in a room that was like connected to the shower, like to the bathroom. Um, but he was in there like on the bed, like laying down and just resting, you know. <laughs> so where the elephant landed on the top of the roof, the elephant collapsed through. And it was like the Lord was showing me that the elephant fell directly on my brother. So as the dream, I'm like, oh, snap. But as watching me in the dream, I was like, oh, my brother gone. Like, you know, he's gone. I don't have time to panic about that. 
my instinct is to get to my grandmother and my daughter. So I run down off the roof, go around the house. And the elephant, again, in the house is going around the opposite way to kind of meet me where I was trying to go. And when I got to the back of the house, my grandmother in this dream is nowhere to be found. But I know, I just knew that she was safe. My daughter, once I got to the back of the house, she ended up being in the same room where the elephant collapsed on my brother. So she was like on the bed. And where the elephant collapsed, the elephant like tore through the wall of that room. And that wall was like the back of the house. So from where I was standing, like I was standing here and this is the wall, the other side of that wall is the room. Um, where my brother was on the bed so she's here and I could see through this torn part of the wall my daughter like peeking out so I'm like tearing through this part to get to her so I get to her (laughs) um and I pull her out so we could like run around the house and like dip out but as I grabbed her the elephant is coming around and like coming behind me so I had to push her back (laughs) through this wall thing through this wall of the house and then I had to climb through now once I climbed through and we were in the house my brother reappeared so I'm like oh okay he's fine and then we all run out through the front door and that's the dream (laughs) that's the dream y'all I knew God was telling me like I, I knew when I woke up from this dream that first of all right before as the dreamer I was really like analyzing this dream it was literally like watching a movie and I was like critiquing what was going on I was running for a long time a long time And it got to the point by the end of the dream, I was like, just wait. I'm about to just wake up. Like, I'm tired of running, (laughs) you know? And also, I thought to myself at one point, I was like, trying to analyze. I knew the elephant was a spirit. And I was like, is this a threatening or bad spirit? Or like, I was trying to gauge what that was chasing me. And I was like, what if this thing is not trying to attack me at all? What if I stop and just turn around to see what it will do? But (laughs) the way that the dream went, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to stop running. So let me just wake up. I get the point. (laughs) So I have had this dream interpreted and I knew God was telling me something, but because of the warfare, the warfare that I that I have been going through, and a lot of us have been going through, like the enemy was like clouding my judgment and trying to make me feel confused about this thing, trying to make me feel like, oh, I don't know what's going on, and this, this, that. So I got this thing interpreted, and I believe that this word is not just for me, but it's for a lot of us out there. Um, And especially in this time, what God is doing regarding 
um, his children and just the time period that we're in um, Rosh Hashanah being the Jewish New Year is in two days and I truly believe that God has been ministering to me about all of the promises we've been standing in the gap for um, us just believing in God and um, in his word and the things that uh, we are in expectancy of. And in the past few months with Christmas being in July, like a lot of things, the Lord just like he started already with releasing things to us, but they've been in like sprinkles, like here and there and here and there. Um, now, like with Rosh Hashanah, I believe that it's about to be like the way it's about to appear. It's like a snap of a finger. It's like it's September and this is harvest season, you know, just, just thinking about September, you know, and, and just thinking about the fall, I'm hearing the fall in the spirit and I just see leaves falling like you know what it looks like when it's the fall and um the ground is just covered in leaves that's what this harvest is about to look like you know and you know it's crazy because the lord is like giving me a word now he's saying that in the fall the leaves fall from the tree you know they die off and they fall and then it's the winter but, the, and that sounds sad, you know, and the enemy, and that's what the enemy is doing. Like the enemy wants us to believe that the blessings are dying off. Like the things that we were saying, like with Christmas in July and these sprinkles of blessings, like that was it. But in fact, the way that we see uh, a ground full of leaves, you know, in the fall time, that's how abundant the harvest is going to be. That's how abundant these blessings and these promises that we've been waiting on, like that, and, and I've been hearing words about double portion, double portion, that's how abundant it's going to be. Like, and you know, when it's the fall time, um, and the leaves are so abundant, you got to get a rake, you got to rake them up. Like, I don't know about y'all, but uh, when I was younger, I lived with my grandmother, like, uh, uh, um, well, I did live with her. I still live with my mom, but my mom worked so much, always at my grandmother's house, and um, she always lived in um, a house, like, and she's always had, like, a big yard, so she would have all the grandkids go out, and she would have, like, rakes on rakes. We all have a rake and we're all out there just getting all these leaves up and filling the leaves in these bags. And it was just so much. That's how big this, this is how big he is. This is how he is about to rain these blessings down. Um, and the enemy wants us to believe that it's just dead leaves and that nothing is coming. But the Lord is saying, again, not so. Um, like raking leaves when you were a child 
and having to do it with your siblings and being out there for hours <laughs> raking and filling in bags and dozens of bags. That's how big, that's how much blessings are about to rain. So relating back to, and, and yeah, so the, the Lord wants us to um, understand that he, he's taking me to, he's taking me to Joseph right now. Okay. To further elaborate on that, understanding how God works. If you just think of stories in the Bible where the Lord like restored people or, you know, brought them into high positions and, and, and whatnot, specifically Joseph the scripture, what you meant. I actually wrote it down one second. Genesis 50, 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. That portion of that scripture. So what the Lord is doing, like how we are seeing it start. Um, again, I said this in a previous word. It had to get a lot worse before it can it could get better and that's just one of the many ways that God uh, displays his glory um like Joseph the Lord gave him a promise you know in the beginning that he um was uh, going to be used in a great way. But it seemed like <laughs> every time he spoke about it or he came into agreement with the Lord, something bad happened. Um, him being thrown into prison. But it was in those moments uh, where he was in those like low places or in the trenches that the Lord uh, displayed his glory. He interpreted dreams for the cupbearer and the uh, baker and then at the appointed time, it took some time because the, the cupbearer definitely forgot Joseph. But at the appointed time, the cupbearer remembered Joseph. And um, he was brought into the presence of, of the Pharaoh to interpret his dream. And in doing that, again, through this anointing that the Lord blessed him with, he was immediately and quickly exalted at the right time. So um, don't despise small beginnings and do not despise um, what the situations in the natural that seem to be dead ends or um, times of turmoil because it's in those circumstances that the Lord will raise us, is going to raise us up and he's about to do that. So um not as elephant dream. So um, the Lord showed me regarding this dream that the enemy, it was, this dream is all about perspective. And the Lord was um, showing me 
through another person who helped to interpret this that the elephant what I thought was an attack was actually prosperity chasing me down and this woman asked me this question and I felt like it was like the Lord (laughs) just looking at me directly was just she asked me are you afraid of prospering and I was just like no I thought that's what I was trying to do But I believe now that I'm um, speaking this out, the Lord is showing me that it's not that some of us are afraid of prospering. We are afraid to prosper in his way (laughs) because we know his way is like, it's unpredictable. And he's having in Matthew as well. And one of the scriptures that stood out that the Lord was highlighting to me was the cost of following Christ. (laughs) Like, yeah, the cost of following Christ, you know, the cost of following Christ. So he's been dealing with me about that lately. And for some of us, that could be our elephant in the room. You know, like really stopping to consider like the things we've had to let go of, the things we've had to um, forfeit to follow him. And the enemy is trying to make us reconsider that ops, that choice and trying to instill that seed of fear in us. When in fact, the Lord is saying, this is all about to be over. Like we're like at the door of these promises and the enemy wants us to turn and run, you know, from that, you know, in the last minute, like just when the promise, like just when the rain is about to come. And yeah, so the two showers, Again, water just meaning the anointing and me just being covered in God, regardless of which route that I chose. But the Lord really highlighting, the Lord really highlighting now the thing with the handheld shower and the other shower with the two built-in, you know, showers. The handheld shower, I would have had to put in more work um, to get clean, I would have had to, you know, do all that. And I won't try to do all that. You know, the other shower just sounded more appealing and it sounded better. Like I could just stand there and just, <laughs> it just get clean, you know? Um, and that's what I believe the route that the Lord wants us to take. With that. I'm going to relate this to what the Lord has been showing me through my daughter. So for the past couple of days, the Lord, so my daughter found this bracelet um, under my bed 
and it was this gold bracelet um, that she hadn't seen in a while. And she was like, mommy, I found my bracelet. Look, it's gold. And she was just like, I'm a rich kid now. You know, so ever since she's found this bracelet, she has been in here acting like like a rich kid. And when she first said it, first of all, it was early in the morning. And I was like, Lord, what is she talking about? (laughs) Like, what are you saying? I know you saying something because this is so random. Like, (laughs) it immediately grabbed my attention. Now, at one point in the day, she was in the bathroom, and um, I checked on her. I was like, hey, did you wipe? You know, and she was like, rich kids don't wipe themselves. <laughs> I was like, what? And again, not expecting her to say that, you know. So I'm like, okay. And she just, throughout the whole day and the whole weekend, she just making references to things a rich kid does. And she was like, mommy, I'm rich. So that means you're rich. And um, she was just naming, you know, people, um, her dad and, you know, other people that she loved and cared about. She was like, so everybody's rich. Like, we're all rich if I'm rich and this is that. And I'm just like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? So, um... And I, I did her hair for school. She starts school next week. And and um she she was saying, I'm gonna go out and um show everybody my hair outside so they can, <laughs> you know, tell me how pretty much tell me how good I look. So we started role playing. I was like, all right, so what you gonna say if um, they walk up to you and they say, oh, your hair is really nice. Who did it? And she was like, I'm going to say, yes, I know. And it doesn't matter who did it. And then I got a little offended because I was like, wait a minute, I did it. No, you just tell them, thank you. I, you know, thank you. My mom did it. And like, I was getting so caught up in her sounding snobby like snobbish and I was like I'm not raising a kid like that you know and even when she started talking about being like this rich kid um I started to the first thing I thought of like well like I don't want her sounding spoiled and all that stuff like that and I was like yeah you know I came into agreement with it I was like yeah the Lord is um that is something that God is doing for us um, really soon. I was like, um, pretty much like, but um, pretty much telling her in some way to remain humble and, you know, all that stuff like that. So, but the Lord began to minister to me. He has had me in the book of Matthew, like all week. And He's been highlighting a lot of things about Jesus, just focusing on Jesus and looking to him as an example. And one of the things that I feel like the Lord was highlighting to me this for the past few weeks, first of all, the Lord had to sit me down 
through COVID. I caught COVID, guys. Like after I released that last word back in July about praying in multiples. And the Lord was like, I appreciate you putting that word out, but I need you to rest. (laughs) And I ended up catching COVID, y'all. And in that time, he really just wanted me to rest. Before that, that weekend before I started having signs of COVID, um, my sciatic nerve, which is like near like my tailbone, but this nerve runs through each leg down to your feet. It flared up so bad to the point where I could not walk. And it does that from, you know, from time to time. But I believe and I'm standing in faith that the Lord is removing that and completely healing me from that. So that was the first time that I felt like the Lord was having me to sit down. Um, I explained before in a previous video that um, I do like side jobs and like Instacart, stuff like that. And um I have been feeling like the Lord was calling me away from it. And that worrying spirit, because I'm like, God, okay, how the bills gonna get paid if I don't, you know, do these things? And he's just like, he had been calling me for months to sit and rest and sit and rest. And then I would try to start to sit and rest. And then I would get like so worried about bills and I would get up and just you know, go work and, you know, and it was, this was this cycle that I was in feeling like I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do X, Y, Z. And yeah, so through COVID, he sat me down first to get into a position of rest and just to um, get used to just being in his presence and just sitting with him. Now, y'all, that was not easy because I was getting frustrated and everything else. I'm like, Lord, bills are piling up and you talking about resting. (laughs) Like, what is this? Like, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. Like, completely shifting my paradigm and just how I look at things and just how the world has taught me to um, think and move. Um... The Lord is literally taking over, like, if you have not heard, you know, through prophetic words about the Kairos time um, aligning with, you know, the time, you know, earth time, like his time aligning with, you know, um, our time here on earth, um, it's definitely happening. But what's happening is... He is bringing our time here on earth, how we operate. He is bringing it into submission to his Kairos time. So what he's doing is what he's doing, if that makes sense. So what that means is what we have been so used to working the nine to five or just working in general, slaving to make ends meet. God is like, I'm shifting you away from that like I am moving you out of that mindset and I'm reteaching like I am teaching you how to move 
in the way that I originally intended for you to move. So these two showers were the handheld shower, which is what we are used to doing, doing things for ourselves. And then the other shower that was more appealing with the the um, shower that was where it originally is. And then there was one like towards the floor, but it's like the water, the way that the water shot up, it caught my back. And this is me in the middle. This is the regular shower head, you know, the water shooting down my front part of my body and the shower in the back towards the floor was getting my backside and everything at the bottom. So like, I just needed to stand there and just allow the water to do <laughs> um, its job. So it's that's what God is, that's what God had been ministering to me and speaking to me about. I am going to, I, in this time, need to teach you how to be served and shifting you from the mindset of being uncomfortable being served. And it's so crazy. Um, I went into a, I went into David's bridal um, to like try on wedding dresses. Like I'd never done anything like that before. And in that, um, I was like selected for like this spa treatment or something. They randomly selected me for it. And I was kind of stalling with it because it's kind of awkward. <laughs> like even when I go to the nail salon, um, and when I go to like get my feet done and stuff, like I just really go so that my feet can, you know, look better like in the massage the most awkward part is when they go to try to like massage my feet and stuff and then they like try to ask me like oh how does that feel and I'm like this is awkward um I just <laughs> kind of want you to hurry up and just finish you know grooming my feet make it make it look nice so I can go about my business you know and it was something that God was pointing out to me I know that like I've always wanted a massage but I've never had a massage um, because I'm like, it's awkward. Like these random hands are touching me, <laughs> you know, and the Lord had just been ministering to me. Sorry, that's my mic guys. I'm doing the, um, podcast as well. So like the Lord had just been ministering me to like, he'd just been pointing out like that discomfort that I have with being served by others. And that is what he uh, was pointing out um, to me regarding this Rosh Hashanah, the, this harvest that is coming down that he is about to, you know, drop in our laps. Um, we have to be in a position to receive those things as royal children, you know. And it was funny because I was watching this show um, called Bridgerton. And just a side note, um, he is definitely giving me a word regarding kingdom marriages about that. I just haven't finished it yet. But one thing, excuse me, one thing that stood out, <clears throat> one thing that stood out regarding um, that show, he had me observing the life of these 
um, royal family. So Bridgerton is like, um, I think it's based in the UK. And um, the main character is like this um, woman who is um, preparing for uh, the marriage season. So she's like looking for her husband. So it's like one of those type of things. Hence the kingdom marriage word that he gave me through that. But anyway, retaining to what we're talking about in this dream, um, I was just observing like these royal families and one scene, um, the main character, um, she had like never poured a glass of milk for herself. So she didn't know how to work the stove. She didn't know how to warm the milk. Like, so she just drank it cold, but her maid was asleep and she didn't want to wake her. So um, she was like talking to her brother, like they were both up like really late and they couldn't sleep. So they were having a conversation. And that was just something that was a part of that scene. And they were like um, looking at each other like, you know how to you know uh heat the milk and like they were like no like I've never done it before either like so and then just thinking about my daughter just thinking about my daughter um in this time to start it was just like something that like she had never talked like that before she was like rich kids don't um rich kids don't wipe themselves (laughs) So everything's how everything is just aligning, how the Lord was just like really highlighting, like I'm trying to, well, I'm going to teach you because the Lord doesn't try anything. I'm going to teach you. You are going to learn (laughs) how to be my child, how to be a wealthy kid, a kingdom kid, a child of royalty. Um, A lot of things that you are used to doing for yourself you're not going to do in this, this, it's not even a season because once it starts, we are never going back (laughs) to the life that we have come to know and that we have been used to. We're never going back to that. The, um, He's like giving me so many scriptures right now. What's Amos 9 um, verses 13 through 15. That um, that season that we are, are coming into because it's about to happen so fast that our heads will spin. Read the, the message version of that scripture. This is why he called us to rest and to get in his presence so that he can start ministering to us. And it's almost like a crash course of <laughs> of things that he's healing, things that he needs to take away and remove from us so that we have room to receive this new mindset, this new wine. It's like the scripture um, that you can't pour new wine into old wineskins. So these blessings that we are getting that we have never had before, that we have never seen before, he has to... Um, create uh, new wineskins out of our vessels, out of our minds. He has to shift our minds into this position of a uh, prince or a princess or, again, a a royal child, you know, so that our minds have the capacity to receive it, so that we are not 
uh, feeling resentful or feeling even out of place once he places us into these positions. I remember when I was a kid and going to like a friend's house or going to an event with uh, my friends and a lot of my friends um, didn't struggle like I had to. So I remember going to these events that they invited me to and feeling very uncomfortable, feeling unworthy of being there and feeling like, what do I do? You know, and the Lord is like that thing. That's what I am shifting you out of. This is what I want to prepare you for because where he is taking us like this promised land You've never been here before. And we will reign here forever. We will never go back to the struggle. We will never struggle again. And because we are that generation of people, it's like the Israelites who complain so much. Those are the generations before us who complain so much they died. They died in the the, the uh, wilderness that should have only took, taken them four days. He said, for every day that you complained, I think, let me go back, was just reading this, was just reading this in num- the book of Numbers. And I think it's chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. One second, let me jump to it real quick. Come on now. Where is it? No, it's 14. Thank you, Lord. One second. So, Numbers 11 verses, I just want to jump straight to that verse. Okay, so verses 30. Now, this chapter is talking about the Israelites rebelling. So, this is the generation that came before us who complained and complained and complained so much every it was like every time they complained they prolonged how long they were um in the wilderness so the lord was saying through moses um not one of you will enter the land i swore with uplifted hand to make your home except caleb the son of jephunneh and joshua son of nun so caleb and joshua um when moses sent them to go and scout the land they were sent with other um with a few other israelites they were the only two who came back in optimism and saying that we can surely take this land we can surely conquer this land um they had faith and you know and they never um 
they never wavered in their faith, you know, with God. But everybody else was like, we can't take this land. There are too many people there. They're too strong. X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. So they, those people forfeited um, their opportunity to, to experience the, you know, the promised land. Um, so jumping to that, um, it says your children will be shepherds here for 40 years. This is verse 33, suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the desert. Next verse for 40 years, one year for each of the 40. Oh, they were there 40 days. My bad, y'all. 40 days. You explored the land. You will suffer for your sins and know what is it is like to have me against you. So I was feeling bad when I was reading this and I was just praying for, for forgiveness, for complaining. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. And this, this, that. Here's the enemy making me think that I was, you know, making us think that we were, we have been doing something wrong in this season because of how the Lord has been trying to have us sit and rest and feeling like in this rest, like we're not doing anything, you know, things aren't happening. But in fact, the Lord is just speaking to me now and reminding me, no, but in fact, you are the generation of, jo of um, Caleb and Joshua. You know, your 40 years of suffering you were the children who had to suffer for 40 years because of your um, your ancestors um, complaining. And he's saying that that 40 years of suffering has come to an end for us. So we are the ones who are going to step in and see the the promised land like that time has come now and that's what we're about to step into but in those 40 years that we've had to suffer we have adapted that mentality that of suffering and of lack and you know of poverty but now that that 40 years is up of suffering for the mistakes of those who came before us the Lord has to get all of that out of us so that we don't bring that mentality into the promised land. That's what's going on right now. So going back to this dream with this elephant and one of the, the women of God that the Lord, you know, spoke to me and asked this question, are you afraid of prospering? Again, it's not that some of us are afraid to prosper because if I was afraid to prosper, I wouldn't have answered. I wouldn't have given God my yes and gave up so much and picked up my cross to carry it. The fact of the matter is, it is the mentality that um, we have been so used to holding on and not realizing how crippling it's been. And before we can step into it, he got to get our mind right to receive and to properly steward over this land, you know. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, that's what he was highlighting to me um, through this dream. Now, also, again, I believe I said this already with the two showers. Um, the Lord ministered through someone that 
that can symbolize double portion as well. Now, what another thing that I really wanted to point out that the Lord spoke to me um, when I first had this dream was my perspective. Um, that elephant was just chasing after me. Um, and I, I believe that when I woke up towards the end of the dream, as I was waking up, I was questioning, like, is this a threat or not? You know, like, I were, I started running first, <laughs> you know, and I immediately thought it was fear. I, I immediately um, picked up that spirit of fear first. But remember, he doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So we are responding first in fear, then there's something about our perspective that's off. And the Lord wants to speak and minister to us about shift. He wants to shift our perspective. And typically, um, by my natural instinct, I was trying to make sure everybody was safe. And um, specifically, my daughter, I thought to just get up and run, you know, when I seen something like that. I'm hearing now that the promises, again, the promises are so big, it can be overwhelming like the size of an elephant. <laughs> and it can all, it can, it can hmm. Let's, let's go to Amos. Let's go to Amos. Let's jump into Amos 9, verse 13 through 15. Lord is speaking to me about that. Say, so yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. Y'all, that's how that elephant was. I felt like I was in Jumanji. That's how fast this elephant was coming. And it was coming so fast. Um, I'm going to just continue that sentence with the next verse. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. I have been experiencing this like the past week. So on Wednesday, um, I scheduled my COVID appointment, my follow-up COVID um, test um, to make sure that I was negative so I could, you know, continue with my life. <laughs> and it was supposed to be at like 3.45 in the afternoon. They called me that morning and said that, um, oh, we're going to be closed. And this is my second time trying to schedule this test. Um, they were like, we, um, the pharmacy is going to be closed, but you can come in earlier. I wasn't expecting to come in that early. Um, but I was like, okay, it's actually better. <laughs> you know, I can go ahead and get it out of the way. Um, and then... I felt led to take my daughter to a park, you know, a ways out from where we lived. We hadn't been there in a while. And while we were out in the park, suddenly it started to rain, you know? So we had to rush and run to the car. Um, and then um, I got a phone call um, from someone that I was expecting to hear from. And in that, um, I, I like, after we got from the park, like, I, went out to um I went at like 12 o'clock or, or 11 to go and get my COVID test then I, we drove a ways out to this um to this park 
And then while there, I get an unexpected phone call from this person who I've been wanting to hear from. And while on that call, um, we were talking about my COVID test and um, they were like, can you please just check and see if, um, (laughs) can you please just check and see um, if you got your results back? And I was like, yeah, I'm waiting on the email. I didn't see it come through. So it just so happened that while I was on the phone with that person, as they called, the COVID test came in at the same time. But I don't know why the notification didn't come through. Typically, the email will come up like on the front of my phone, but it didn't come through. Um, so I didn't see it. Um, so while I'm on the phone with them, like, you know, my friend was reminding me to check. So I go in, I check and boom, it's negative. So acceleration of my COVID test, the phone call that I was waiting to have with this person and then the negative test, thank God. Um, and then right after that negative test, cause I was telling them like, oh, it's negative. And then they were like, okay, when are you free? I'm coming to see you, you know, I'm coming to visit. So just things happening one after another. That's how fast it was. That's how fast it was happening. Um, it was like the Lord was giving me a precursor into <laughs> this Rosh Hashanah that's about to, that's about to happen in two days. Um, So again, just to continue with this scripture, everything will be happening at once. And literally, again, one thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. So, um, and I think, I believe God is just telling me through this dream, like that was the elephant, like the elephant, like all of these blessings happening. That's how... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> overwhelming <laughs> it was gonna be and because it like it's just gonna take you by surprise like I, I've just been saying lately like the Lord is just so dramatic like when he does things but he <laughs> he does it like that for a reason you know so um I think it's cool especially if it's blessings coming in like this but it's just remembering to be in position to receive those things like had I been uh, doing Instacart or whatever, um, I probably would have missed that phone call from the pharmacy to get my COVID test early. And I probably would have tried to reschedule it or whatever. Um, but making yourself available and staying in position, you know, staying in position, um, I want to make sure I covered everything because that that dream was wild. That dream was so wild. Um, The Lord highlighted to me as I thought about that dream later on, um, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Again, he's had me in Matthew um, just all like for the past week or so and that says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light what specifically rings right now is the yoke 
and the yoke <clears throat> is that shower. <laughs> His yoke is that shower with the two built-in shower heads where you could just stand there and just let him do all the work. That's what he wants to do. He wants to take the burden. Hence this, um, I want to show you how I serve you. And I want you to know that it is okay <laughs> for me to serve you. He wants you. He wants us to get used to being served like this. We're kingdom kids. And then him literally giving me a literal um, example of what that looks like through my daughter and her just saying, like, I'm rich. I like, you know, like, I'm, uh, I don't have to wipe my own butt. Like, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I was just like, like, that will forever. <laughs> that will forever. I will never forget this example. But even as a child, like, and I love that he used my child because, like, again, um, that scripture, like, if you don't, um, I'm about to say this loosely, y'all, description loosely, but that question where um, someone asked Jesus um, who was the most, um, who was the most, I think, actually, let me jump to it. I'm already in. I'm already in. Let me jump to it one second. I don't want to misquote the word. When I got the word right here, that's lazy. The, the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This is Matthew 18. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called the little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, so, like, I believe he really has us looking to children in this time and their behavior. Like, not their, not their impulsiveness, but their carefree spirits. He has been ministering to me on teaching me how to be served, but freedom as well. Um, just really being free, like a free spirit of a child, just walking, just walking in freedom, walking in the freedom that we have in him. That he's really been like trying to drill that in my head. And I'm just like, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? <laughs> it's <laughs> like the enemy just been wanting me to like, i just been asking, and maybe this is for someone else too, like, what specifically does that look like? Like, what is it in my life specifically that I'm doing? And, like, give me an example, and he's literally, like, giving my daughter as an example, <laughs> you know? Um, like, with again, with children, um, they know their parents take care of them. They don't worry about you know, it's, it's like that scripture, don't worry, you know. Um, he's reminding me of Jaira by um, Maverick City. 
that hook, the hook of that song, if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, of course, that's scripture too. Um, how much more will he clothe you if he um, watches over every sparrow? How much more does he love you? So really getting into a position of um, just not worrying and being free. That's what he's been ministering to me. <laughs> That's what he's been ministering to me. And this dream, like the Lord was just showing me like how I was running from experiencing his freedom. And I was just like so confused. I was like, Lord, and it's crazy because I asked God, I asked God, like, Lord, show me how to, um, Lord, just create new wineskin out of my vessel, like out of me. I don't want you to pour this new wine into me and I burst, you know? And then it's like, when I asked, <laughs> like, it's really like, be careful what you ask for. Cause like, I asked him that literally probably like last week and I literally forgot about it. And here he is ministering to me, like, are you forgetting that you, you did ask me for that? <laughs> you asked me for that. I'm like, dang, I did. I did. I did. I really did. <laughs> so, like, I would encourage, like, when you guys get to a point, you know, when you're in the presence of God and you just start asking for bold prayers, write those bold prayers down. Because, <laughs> like, he literally will begin to move in those things and you don't even realize it. So, um, yeah, Rich Kid, um, Rich Kid Prep, Rich Kid Prep, uh, that's the name of this word. Like, the Lord is preparing us how to be royal. And, you know, he even just reminded me of Esther, like, I know a lot of us have been hearing about that Esther preparation, um, how she had to go through a year of, of beauty treatment. Uh, but I truly believe that in that time, because again, Esther was an, an orphan, you know, um, and, you know, her cousin Mordecai, you know, adopted her and, and raised her. I believe in that time, I believe the Lord was showing me more insight, like to really read in between the lines. Um, my version um, in the new international um, version of the Bible, he was just saying that um, he raised her as if um, as his own daughter. But can you imagine if it was just them two? I imagine it was just them two that he wasn't married. Um, she was probably doing the wifely domestic duties. She was probably cooking and cleaning and, you know, those things. So for her to go from that to um, being prepped, you know, to be presented to King Xerxes, she had to, again, that Esther prep, I can understand why it took that long. It wasn't just about the beauty prep, but it was the mental preparation and her ship being shifted from being an orphan and having to serve Mordecai, you know, you know, him being the man, I just imagine in that time period, um, her cooking and, you know, cleaning and all that stuff, like I just said, um, her, her mindset having to shift from serving to being served, you know, so, and, and she happened to be the one that Xerxes 
um, found favor upon and she ended up becoming a queen. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that I'm sure was a big shift for for her. So, um, yeah, that's what the Lord had been speaking to me about regarding um, just preparing for to receive these blessings. So I would say get into prayer um, with God on him shifting your mindset of working to being served. And it's not that we're not going to have to work, you know, it's just a lot of us have never been served, you know, before. We've been the one waiting hand and foot. But now we're going to be the ones <laughs> uh, being waited on, you know, hand and foot. And that is a big shift, you know. He's reminding me of the Princess Diaries. <laughs> He's reminding me of the Princess Diaries movie. Maybe that's why I have been wanting to watch that. I've been wanting to watch all these movies uh, just about uh, royalty. I think I might watch that. He, I, I believe he's maybe trying to give me a word through that. So I might actually do that and come back. <laughs> so this might this might be a little series, Rich Kid Prep. Um and I just, I say rich kid because my daughter started <laughs> started talking about it. Um, and she just started saying like, we're rich, we're rich now, we're rich now. Like literally proclaiming it. And I'm just like, yes, girl, <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. She's like, no, we're rich now. So, and I think that's another word. Like the Lord wants us to start speaking that on our lips. Um, speaking that out of our mouths and just proclaiming. Um, that we are royalty, that royalty that we have stepped into, we have stepped into um, the kingdom. You know, we are in a palace now, you know, and just as we start to shift our minds, it's like how people were talking about daily affirmations. And the Lord is like, let me give you my affirmations, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me give you my affirmations. And again, studying Jesus, I remember um, I was having a conversation, you know, in prayer with a sister in Christ today. And I was just like, you know, I noticed that about Jesus, like, <laughs> The way that my daughter had been acting, you know, the past couple of days, I'm like, I feel like Jesus was acting like that. Like, you know, um, as he was healing the sick and, and this, that, and the third, and he's like, I am the I, like, even with God, like, I am the great I am, you know, I, you know, I am the I am. And it's like, that's how, that's the demeanor that, that the Lord wants us to take, like, walking and knowing and surety who you are in Christ and his identity. And Jesus could do so many things that he can heal the sick and do these things. And uh, his disciples always uh, ask the questions like, why couldn't we do that? You know, because Jesus knew who he was, <laughs> you know, he was royalty. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the things that he did that looked so effortless, like, again, it's literally, the, the mind. And, and I believe that's why the enemy has been attacking us in our minds lately. And the Lord has been highlighting that because he wants you to feel like you are not a kingdom kid. And he's like, no, I need you to know. I need you to, to, to discover who I am in me. Hence, 
I needed to call you into rest. I needed you to sit with me, you know, for a period of time so that I can get that into you. And in us sitting, I was creating new wineskins out of you, you know? So when this harvest touches down, when these things start to fall, uh, when I start pouring out um, these when I start pouring out these blessings, you're not going to burst, you know, hence the leaves, like the leaves falling, you know, and you won't be overwhelmed by it. And even, even that, um, hold on, let me make sure that's not a separate word, (laughs) but, oh yes, with Amos, with Amos, um, nine verse 13, with it being so um, many blessings that your head will spend. The thing that I noticed about Matthew, in the book of Matthew with Jesus, was as I I read through every chapter, one thing that stood out was, as in the, like while Jesus was in the middle of doing something, like, something else would happen. Like for instance, people always question Jesus. And a lot of times he didn't mind answering the questions, you know, and in the midst of him having a discussion, somebody would come up out of nowhere and ask for healing. So that thing with the the one thing happening after the other thing on the heel of the other thing. That's how the Lord started showing me Jesus' ministry. Like his ministry was three years, but he did so much. And the Bible doesn't even cover everything that he did. Just things that were like keen and that like really stuck out um, that were recorded, you know, So, (laughs) and it was also funny because like this week, like my daughter, like as I was walking around the house, my daughter was literally on my heel. (laughs) She was literally walking behind me on my heel to the point where she was like uh, bumping me in my back. And it was like, irritated me a little bit, but it was like funny. So I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) And she was doing it as if it was like a game or something. And as the Lord started to minister to me today when I was in prayer um, and he was showing me like in Matthew, like how he was doing things, like how he was healing the sick and and preaching and um, just correcting and rebuking the Pharisees, like all of these things, like it was like literally happening one after the other, like in Matthew, um, Matthew, one second, y'all, one second. What is this? Matthew chapter nine. (laughs) Matthew chapter nine. And this is when he was just healing people left and right. And it was a, in Matthew nine verses 14, through 17. Wow, and it's funny, and it's talking about him um, pouring new wine into, (laughs) pouring uh, new wine into new wineskins. 
I think I really might do a separate word on that. Like he's just been giving me so much insight on the book of Matthew. Um, but in this portion, um, this was after he had called Matthew as his disciple. So he's gathering his disciples, preparing for his preparing for his ministry and teaching and training up his disciples. Um And as a matter of fact, when he called Matthew, Matthew was a tax collector and the Pharisees asked him, why do you, why do your disciples, no, 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 they asked, the Pharisees asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And then Jesus said, um, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Um, and he was saying, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Now, right after that, the disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast? So like they were like, people were just coming to him with questions. He's answering questions. Then right after that, um, while it says, while he was saying this, while he was answering John's disciples, again, one thing after the other, right on the heel of what he was doing, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, my daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Then Jesus got up and went with him and so did his disciples. Now in the process of doing that, the next verse says, as he was on his way to heal that girl or bring her back to life, it says, just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. If um, this is the woman who bled for 12 years, so like literally as he's on his way <laughs> to um, bring this, the, his, this man's daughter back to life, the woman who bled for 12 years um, came to him for healing. Um, let me see. And then after that, you know, we know what happened with the woman who bled for 12 years. It says, verse 27, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him. So one thing after the other, one thing after the other. So last week when everything happened with me getting my COVID test and then me getting this unexpected phone call and then all this happening, like the Lord was just showing me, he gave me a vision as I was thinking about my daughter, like on my heels <laughs> He literally wants us to follow in his footsteps. And he gave me a vision of me walking behind him. Of course, I couldn't see his face, but I could see um, him, how we depict him, like being in like white linen, like in this robe. And I could just see his heels um, walking along the shore of the beach. And in his footprints, I was stepping, like my foot was stepping in like those footprints. And I was literally walking behind him. Like as he took a step, as he was lifting his foot out, uh, lifting it up, I was stepping in that spot where his footprints was. So that's what God was de uh, depicting to me as well. Um, just literally how he wants us. He's propelling us he's placing us in position like again like how his disciples followed him um but he's also um he's placing us in our ministries um our callings we're finally going to get to do the work that we've been wanting to do he's blessing us at the same time 
but he wants us to prepare. But the way that the Lord explained this to me, the thing about this is like how one thing was happening after the other. I never read it like this before. It just seemed like things just kind of flowed for Jesus and he was just handling it. He was just taking it. And it was just like he had it under control. God wants us to move in the same way. But if we are not in his presence for him to prepare us for it, just like how the disciples were in his presence and they had to um, pick up their cross and follow him and how they had to leave everything. If we're not in his presence like that, when these blessings come down, like we'll get the blessings. But again, in Amos 9, 13, we gonna feel like our head's spinning. Like, so he he doesn't... (laughs) But it's going to be in a good way as far as with the blessings. But of course, we still have work that we have to do. He doesn't want us feeling like we can't handle it, you know. So, yeah, yeah. He wants us following behind him like a child to their to their parent, like my daughter. But he also wants us having the same spirit as a child, uh, free, free and shoot entitled like I was talking to my friend about Jesus I was like that kind of sound like the way that I was looking at it I was like but the way that he walked the earth like he just he knew it he's reminding me of when I was in high school and I remember this popular guy and I remember I think I I think I called him like cocky or something he was like I'm not cocky I'm just confident you know and when he said that, I was like, how can I see that? Like, like I said, he was cocky, but it was like, I don't think that's quite it. But when he said that I'm just confident, that's just how Jesus was. Like he was confident, like nobody could tell him who he was in the eyes of God. And that's how God wants us to move. And, you know, my friend pointed out as we were talking today, the religious spirit, you know, that a lot of us in the church pick up is, oh, we have to be humble. We have to, like, Jesus was humble, but he didn't degrade himself. He didn't, he served, like, he 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 put himself in a low position and he served us, yes. He served people, but it wasn't in a position to where he degraded who he was, his position. Like he knew that he was a leader and he carried himself like a leader. Um, Yeah, and that's what God wants us to do. Like that false humility is what is stopping a lot of us. So, and the Lord like humbled me when I was trying to speak to my daughter, you know, about... Um, not, you know, uh, when people compliment you and it's like, he understood what I was doing, but he was trying to, to prove a point to me. Like you should be able to carry yourself. Like you deserve it. So like the way that he was ministering to me through my daughter was she was carrying herself she has been walking around here mentioning she's a rich kid. Like she deserves that. She, she does deserve that. And that's how we should be um, 
that's what that's what how he's trying to prepare us. Like he's trying to get this through our head. Like you are entitled to everything that you have coming to you because I said so. <laughs> because I said so as your father, I said so. You are my child and what's mine is yours. You know, just like how my daughter was saying, if I'm rich, you're rich. And my daddy's rich and uh, his girlfriend is rich. Like everybody who's connected with me, if I got it, they got it. And that's all you need to know about it. Like, yeah. So I think that was the word. <laughs> I think that was the word um, that God was like really trying to drill into me. And I just really wanted to share that. Like I was like, we all we all need to hear that, you know, in this time. So, oh, I've been talking for an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a call it night. <laughs> I definitely have some other words coming. Um, but I know like he was like, he's been like talking to me about, he's like, you need to do the rich kid word, do the rich kid word tonight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the word. I pray that it has blessed you. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any prayer requests, um, hit me up in the email at gracextllc at gmail.com. Um, definitely leave a comment if you want to say hello or, you know, what have you. Thank you guys also for your seeds. Um, so if you guys are interested in like one-on-one coaching, if you feel led by all means, um, I will post the information in the description um, for that. Um, there's a website where you can like sign up for a booking and then we can do a little Zoom call. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go to bed now because I'm tired. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in. If you're on the YouTube um, channel for Grace Extended Ministries, if you're tuning into Grace Extended, the podcast, thank you guys so much for your support. I'm seeing that I have a listener out of Puerto Rico. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. I hope to visit there um, one day. But you guys be blessed and take care. Bye.